you are listening to Single Sirs. My name is Arno Martire and I am your host. Single Service is a podcast dealing with design, architecture, business, and city building in which I interview an expert on a specific subject matter. Together, we dive into that topic and challenge conventional thinking in a thought-provoking conversation. For our inaugural season, we have some great guests lined up and you can expect to hear about such topics like social media for architects, organizational culture, criticism in media, and architects not practicing architecture, among many others. I sincerely hope that you will find these conversations as engaging as I did and learn a thing or two in the process. Don't forget to send us your comments, criticism, and praise. To do so, you can email us at hello at rvltr.studio or leave a comment online. You can also subscribe to the podcast on our website at rvltr.studio. Matt Rubinoff is a creative problem solver and the founder of Stats. Beginning his career in marketing and communications, he later shifted his focus to real estate and marketing with Tusk Global Limited. As president, he developed a clear vision for an interactive public space that encourages community connection, which eventually turned into Stacked. Stacked is a unique marketplace occupying vacant land in downtown Toronto aimed at connecting brands, people, and delivering experiences that keep evolving. Matt envisions the concept of Stacked popping up in other locations, and the genesis, present, and future of places like Stacked is what we will discuss today. You can learn more at stackedmarket.com. It's S T A C K tmarket.com. So thanks, uh, Matt, for being on the show. It's a great pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. So uh, let's jump in the questions right away and tell us who you are and what you do in three sentences or less. Uh, so founder of Stacked. Um, I get involved with uh, many other things, but uh, I have been putting quite a bit of focus and time into Stacked recently. And so basically everything from the day-to-day uh, operations from it and, uh, and, and looking at sort of what the bigger picture and future opportunities are. That's great. So um, I want to go back in time a little bit and what in your early career um, would have led to the development of Stacked in terms of your experiences and what you've learned and things like that? Yeah, I think probably um, a little bit of uh, creative thinking and thinking outside the box, um, always kind of looking for solution mode and uh, how to do things probably a bit differently um, is, is definitely what could have probably led me down this road to, uh, to Stacked. Um, the number of things that kind of come into play. And I think the main two key pieces of my background is uh, one being real estate uh, and the other one being marketing. And uh, Stacked is is definitely a, an exercise in both um, of those fields as they come into play quite a bit. And so where did the original idea come from? Um, originally, uh, I was actually working uh, more probably on the real estate side with it, uh, have some background and uh, experience with um, real estate in, in Costa Rica. And uh, we were looking at a hotel project actually in the area. And just due to, to a couple of factors with it, we were actually looking at a modular build um, and came across shipping containers as a good um a good way to actually accomplish what we were trying to do from the modular aspect and, and give us that flexibility if we ever need to sort of pick up the buildings and also kind of reduce some of the construction time. Um, that project did not proceed um, with it due to, due to some land, um, some of the challenges we faced there. Uh, but during that process, you know, learned a lot about the modular um, 
modular building options and definitely more about shipping containers. Um, and from that and, and really kind of exploring more around what the modular uh, piece allowed, it gave me an opportunity to circle back to what we probably originally were looking to do as a hotel project in Toronto. Um, but it solved one of the main challenges, which was uh, the cost of purchasing land, uh, which is obviously very expensive in Toronto and uh, can, can be out of reach. And so all of a sudden it gave an opportunity to look at uh, leasing land if we are able to you know, move the asset at the end of the day if required. And so that opened up a few more opportunities within Toronto and what we could do. And so um, came back full circle to Toronto and started looking at land opportunities in, in, in really sort of prime locations uh, with this short-term aspect in mind. And it wasn't necessarily around the hotel piece. Now it kind of shifted and was more about uh, taking on retail, um, food and beverage, and more about a community space involving some other components uh, with it from, from where we're aiming from everything, light manufacturing to event spaces and some other things. So yeah, that's, that's where it all kind of came about. So from what I know about you, I think it's fair to say that you're passionate about public spaces and community. Um, why is that so? You know, I've been in Toronto um, from an early age. I moved when I was two years old to Toronto. Um, really always enjoyed the city. Um, definitely think there's opportunity for growth and things that we can improve on. Um, I lived really close to where Stacked is now uh, for several years, actually just up the road uh, in there. And uh, you know, there's, it was an interesting area because when I was there, I was just north of it and where Stacked was, was very, uh, had a very sort of industrial focus to it. Um, and, you know, there wasn't much use happening with that land. And then, you know, looking for spaces around, um, there seemed to be sort of some gaps that were there and, and not so much of a focus on these public spaces and for, you know, places for people to, to gather. And so when the opportunity came up with this, you know, there was opportunities with much smaller lots that would be probably focused um, in different ways on on sort of how they would be built out. But when the opportunity came up with uh, the lot we are on now at, at Front and Bathurst, uh, it was the size of a city block. And although right away we recognized we, you know, we didn't need to cover the entire lot with containers, but the opportunity that would exist with all of that space surrounding them. Uh, in the end, we, you know, we're about a quarter of that law, 25,000 square feet is covered with containers or buildings, but 75,000 is outdoor space. And that outdoor space is such a key component to um, what we're doing with Stacked and how it helps um, enhance sort of everything else that we're doing and becomes really a, a key component. So yeah, everything from just in Toronto, more, you know, the need for more spaces like this, seeing some great other examples around the world of uh, different sort of spaces like this and, and seeing a gap in Toronto where there, there didn't seem to be too much of this type of thing that was happening. It seems to strike a, a nice balance between um, commercialism and the need to generate revenue and a more community oriented space. How do you strike that balance? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fine one for sure, and so it's a it's an interesting conversation when we engage with with brands and businesses out there, and um, you know a lot of them right off the bat will ask, you know, where can I put my brand? And if you if you come by Stacked, you'll see it's very limited uh, on what that branding opportunity is. Um, we we control that, and we control it for a couple of reasons. Um, one is a level playing field uh, we're looking for. So we have a mix of, 
you know, established brands from international and national brands right through to local entrepreneurs. Um, and although the majority are local entrepreneurs within the space, um, they are um, there um, with some of these more established brands. And, you know, you could say that a, a shipping container is an opportunity to just be a, a massive billboard <laughs> for, for a brand if they wanted to splash their brand around. And, you know, the more established brands can afford that to do something like that. Well, the local entrepreneur can't. So one is to level that playing field to make sure that uh, everyone has equal exposure and opportunity there. Um, and the other one is purely aesthetics uh, to make sure it's it's not turned into, uh, you know, brand Disneyland of, of colors and brands all over the place in there. So aesthetically, it's, it's something we control as well. So when you do that, you need these brands to figure out another way um, to engage with consumers and people and tell their story. And that's what we do is we push them to do that. We help them to do that. We look for them to engage with the community in a different way. So that's whether they're, you know, testing a new concept, they're going to do it through programming, whether they're going to collaborate with other brands and what, you know, ways that we can bring their story to life um, differently outside of just throwing a brand up on a, on a container is, is how we, we look to do that. And so I think that's where we find that balance and, and uh, look to sort of build that authenticity uh, with these brands and, and have a really good connection with people that are coming, uh, coming by the site. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Do you have maybe one or two examples or shining examples of that? Uh, this kind of different way of um, promoting brands that's been very successful or appreciated by the public? Or both? Yeah, there's um, there's a number of different ones. I mean, when we bring, if a brand is looking to come in and they say, you know, we'd like to take the unit, and well, first thing we do is we try to get them thinking outside of their four walls. Um, you know, how can I think about not my, you know, 500 square feet? How am I thinking outside of that 500 square feet? And how do I take advantage of the other 100,000 square feet that exist at Stacked? Um, that's one thing right off the bat we'd like to do. And so if you start to think that way, um, some of the opportunities that exist is there's a lot of programming that we do at Stacked, some that um, we generate and create internally and others where we bring in um, third-party events and programmers um, that come in with, with things that they're doing. And so where is there something that aligns there for a fit where um, they can get involved and start to do some things that will tell that story outside of their space um, is one piece of it. Um, where, where we have them focusing, um, you know, we have a podcast studio, um, that was on site and now we have another, um, uh, that's now coming into, uh, into the works with ISO radio who just, uh, launched with us this month on there. And so, you know, how could you use that if I'm in, um, if I'm in fashion, uh, in a fashion brand that's come through and I want to tell my story about, you know, sustainable textiles or something in that nature of that story, here's a great opportunity to do that. And can I do that with the podcast studio on site to help tell that story? How can I now engage with some programming, um, outside of the space? Um, there's a lot of opportunities like that, that, um, that we push and, and kind of each one's customized. There's not really a set menu where we say, you know, pick option A, B, or C, you know, we, we, we look at each brand, um, we, we figure out what they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, is this all about brand awareness? Is this about testing a new concept, a new space? Um, what are they trying to achieve from this? And once we figure that out, um, we can bring them, uh, have them kind of engage with some of these opportunities in a different way. So you mentioned early on that uh, creativity was a big part of your life. And I, I think it shows in the way you talk about uh, opportunities you're looking for your tenants and, and partners. And I think that's great. Um, how does uh, 
if you can disclose this, how does stack make money? Like, is it rents? Is it events? Is it a combination of those things? Is it other things that uh, I haven't thought of? Can you can you give us kind of a little bit of a rundown of how does that work and how you make keep it profitable? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's a number of different things that happen, and and, and each one's kind of unique. So there's no set way with it, really. I mean, there's everything from rent uh, that would come through from um, from tenants uh, in in what you call sort of the retail units or the showrooms. Uh, we have event spaces that are on site um, that are in there as well. Um, there is, um, you know activation opportunities with certain brands that would like an outdoor footprint and there there's sponsors and partners that uh that get involved um and yeah each one you know is 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 unique for sure um and there's a big food and beverage component as well um to the site as well so you know we've got a, a kitchen uh an incubator kitchen for emerging chefs and concepts that we push through and want uh want people to test through there and um, some other food opportunities. And I, I may have mentioned we have a brewery on site as well. So, uh, you know, that kind of covers off from that industrial and manufacturing component of it um, as well. So there's there's some unique partnerships uh, that come into play as well uh, from a revenue standpoint. Yeah, it sounds like the only thing you're missing is residential. <laughs> yeah, it is right now. There's uh, That is the gap. Um, so if we go back to the genesis of Stacked, how challenging or not was it for you to make it happen? It would be tough to say it was an easy one. It was, uh, it, it definitely took some time, um, in the planning process. I mean, it's, it's funny because the idea of a modular build is, um, you know, modular is not necessarily cheaper, it's faster or it's meant to be. Uh, and that was the approach that we wanted to take, um, with it. And I think just through the planning process, um, some of the complications that come with um, leasing land over short term and, and building this out, um, there was quite a bit um, of work, obviously years uh, in the planning process. I mean, funny enough, the containers went down very quickly. Um, you know, the containers were down in under a month uh, time and could probably do, be done much faster than that. And we have 120 containers on site, maybe even 130 now um, that are on site. So that, um, that part actually happened really fast, but there is quite a, a process um, leading up to it. And that's everything from the planning standpoint and going through um, everything that the city requires and something that's unique. <laughs> it usually takes a lot more time and I think different and new. Uh, you know, there's there's far more questions than uh, people have and things that need to be answered. So uh, everything from a permit and process standpoint there. And then also the idea of, you know, bringing on these partners and tenants and everyone in that sense. Um, it's a, it's a different conversation where it's a different approach and we're selling a concept basically out there. So you're working off renderings and, you know, the first thing people hear is, you know, we're going to build, we're going to take over a, a city block in downtown Toronto and we're going to use shipping containers <laughs> as the, as the buildings. And not everyone is familiar with shipping containers or have they necessarily seen examples of it, um, that could be, you know, aesthetically pleasing or, or interesting, or do they understand the story? So right away that could, you know, it's probably intriguing to everyone, but it can throw some off pretty quickly. So you have to kind of build this vision and that's a longer process as well. And lucky enough, you know, we had people that just saw it, got it and, and decided to jump in with us, which was great, but it, it definitely takes a bit of time. What would you say what was the biggest hurdle of ch or challenge? There's a number of, uh, of things. I'm not sure... 
if there's anything particular that stands out now to me more kind of in the moment and, and maybe, you know, what, what, what just became a, a bigger barrier or something that we had to get through. Um, I mean, if, if I looked at it from the stretch of time, I make mean, the, the planning and the process of going through that, um, that planning process from uh, like a, a building and permit and, and site plan approval type of piece. Um, if I looked at that, just because the time it takes that, that probably was, uh, was one of the main pieces that I would say would be um, it not necessarily as a, a challenge. It wasn't somewhere where we had to get super creative all the time, more just probably on the duration um, mm-hmm. that we faced for that piece of it, because timing is key, especially if you have a, a land lease over a certain amount of time um, delays are, are really costly and can be a, a big problem. So you need to move fast and get it going very quickly. And so anytime there is that, that delay, it, it, that becomes a pretty big challenge. Uh, speaking of time lease, I believe last time we spoke, the market was uh, to be until 2021. Uh, is that still the case or is it going to stay longer? Yeah, so we have uh, we have our first extension, which is uh, which is great news uh, for us. And so um, right now there is plans to be there for for uh, for a couple more years uh, in there, which is great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's, it's been good. I can, I could, you know, say it's been well received and, um, there's been, there's been some, some great accolades that, you know, have come out of it. You know, I've was really sort of, of everything, really proud to see, uh, we were awarded public space of the year, um, last year, which, you know, just really offered kind of some, some validity to what it is that we're trying to accomplish and do there. And I think that also is getting noticed and, and there seems to be some great feedback from, from, from the community on it. So I think all of these things help, uh, you know, towards, towards some of those things, but again, there's a process involved with everything and the few and, and how that all works. And, um, you know, like I said, it just, I, I'm happy to see it and, uh, and, and, uh, hope we get to see some, some more, some more length in the term as well. Yeah, well, congrats on the extension. That's very exciting. Um, so you opened Stacked almost a year before the pandemic. How was that first year for you? It was an interesting one. I mean, I we we opened up. There was a lot of excitement. Um, it was well received. We we sort of took a, a more natural kind of organic approach from a, a marketing standpoint. We're you know we're about discovery. Um, every time people you know sometimes when everyone comes down they're gonna they're gonna see something different. You know it's always evolving, um, and we just wanted that naturally to happen, and it was good. It got traction right away, um, and we saw um, a lot of people coming down, which was terrific. Um, a lot of learnings from it. We were doing something new, different. We we kind of take that approach. We we always say that. Um, you know, we're, we're open, um, to failure and I don't mean failure from the standpoint of stack can fail, but components of it, you know, can we test Mm -hmm. something through programming? Could we test a different food concept? Can we, you know, are we willing to take a chance on a brand that, you know, we just aren't sure is going to be successful. And that's always something we're ready to, to test out. And, um, because you can do it with something like this. So with that, a lot of learnings, we, we took a lot of, we listened a lot before building stack, but we're always listening, um, ongoing and as you open so you listen you learn you adapt and make some changes as we go i feel like 
it probably took about a year to start getting our, our feet under us really well and understand, okay, this is what I think, you know, our, our, our happy place here and where we want to be. And, uh, literally right at the, uh, right before the first year anniversary came up, uh, along came the pandemic. So that was, uh, that was year two. And it was like starting all over again from an operational standpoint, it was, uh, very different. So yeah, just, just as I think we were getting, uh, our feet under us with it uh, of that year, but it, it was an interesting first year for sure. And a, a really interesting second year. Uh, so what what exactly happened during the pandemic? What changed, and 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 are those changes permanent, or is that gonna? Are you gonna go back more to normal as things reopen? Um, pandemic was interesting for us. I mean, if anyone said. Uh, you know, if you were, <laughs> you, I couldn't imagine that on anyone to say, you know, you're, you're going into a business that has some key components in, in retail and hospitality, uh, not where you want to be in during a pandemic. But what became really interesting is what we had built with Stacked takes a different approach. And a few things I think were really important is one, um, the outdoor component. So the fact that we had 75,000 square feet of outdoor space um, mm -hmm. came really important. And that's, you know, a public space for people to enjoy. And, you know, we have, uh, we're over 20 murals uh, that are on site now outside. Um, there's a lot of spaces for people who can go around and, and enjoy those. We did a uh, we did a partnership where we hosted Design TO um, in January, um, and they were on site so people could safely come to the site and see installations and different works, but behind a, a glass wall within a unit. Um, and people were looking for things to do. So having that outdoor component became really important in there. And then the the next sort of piece that we saw was really key was you know, Stacked was built to address sort of a shifting landscape in retail. And I believe there's always going to be a spot for for some of the, the larger stores and the longer term leases. But, you know, we saw an opportunity where there was a need for short term, small spaces, you know, really flexible lease terms, um, uh, an opportunity for brands to go and test these things out. Some of those brands I mentioned who, you know, if we're not sure if they're going to see success, you know, <laughs> and, and how do they feel? Are they coming out just to test something and, and see that for themselves? Um, they may not talk that they may not take that risk. And there's landlords that probably uh, don't want to take that risk out there, but we're able to take that and support them. All of this you know, was what Stacked was built on pre-pandemic. This was the way we kind of saw everything happening. And so I don't know if it's that it became more relevant uh, with pandemic or just more evident that <laughs> these things are, you know, uh, are some key factors. And um, it was interesting. I mean, we, we did a lot of different things, but seeing people enjoying the space like that, I mean, we looked... Um, uh, to see some of the numbers of how many people were actually coming to Stacked, I think it, the most the the months that it were the most sort of surprising and um, were really nice to see was I think in January and February. So you know, middle of winter, very cold. You know, I I believe at that point we we're in full lockdown uh, within Toronto and and not much to do out there. And the numbers we were seeing of people that were still coming to the site. Uh, was incredible. And so that's people who are looking to get out and do something different, whether you're walking your dog or, you know, just going out for some exercise and, you know, trying to do something different or meet someone somewhere. And, you know, I think some of that art component, the spaces around just, you know, were there and again, offered validity to what we were doing to see how many people are enjoying that space uh, during a time like that. So back to your question with it, I mean, it's, we definitely shifted on a number of things, but what we had built 
seemed like it was set up for uh, this type of thing. And we didn't have to all of a sudden sort of shift the whole model around how we look at, you know, leases or partnerships and different things like that, which was great. So it sounds like the flexibility of it enabled you to navigate those murky waters a little better. Yeah, it helped for sure. Um, so outside of the pandemic, because we've talked enough about that, um, how do you think overall before, during, and after um, Stacked has influenced Toronto? Both, I guess what I'm getting to is uh, I'm interested in, one, the uh, impact on policymakers and maybe giving them a different perspective on what can be done with the city, not only at your site, but elsewhere. And how do you think that's going to influence the city in the future, if at all? I mean, I, that's something, you know, I'd like to hear feedback from others. I'd love to hear your feedback on, uh, you know, I would hope um, that it's had a positive impact um, with some of that process. I know, you know, we have a relationship with the city, not just from the experience of building that site, but we also lease the land um, from the city of Toronto. And so um, we are in discussion with them quite a bit and, uh, and, and with different divisions of that city. And it's, it's definitely interesting. I think um, as we propose the idea at first of study, this is the concept of what we're doing. Um, it was probably uh, a difficult one to understand because it was going to be a bit different. Um, And it's nice to hear now that there's a lot of support around it. And I think that comes from, you know, it's now everyone sees that once you do what you say you're going to do and all the opportunity that comes out of that from employment and community space and programming. And, you know, we've seen over in the two years we've been open, including a pandemic, we've seen over a thousand uh, businesses come through the stacked ecosystem uh, through there, which is uh, wild to think that that over a thousand businesses through there. And so many have come and tested different things and went on to open up permanent locations in places after they saw that success. Um, Many of them actually ended up uh, signing on long-term leases with us um, and all kind of were in there in a different way and sort of touched that ecosystem. And this stuff, um, you know, helps obviously in those conversations and it's um, maybe we don't say it enough and it's just sort of naturally tricking through. And I think with time, people recognize that more and more. Um, so as they do, um, we hear that, that they're, they're, people are happy and supportive of the project, but um, you know, whether or not it's influencing policy uh, making decisions, that's, that's, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, during, this process, I believe there was uh, kind of an approach to the city of Toronto um, that was approved around modular building and not necessarily because of us or shipping containers. A lot of it would probably come um, Mm -hmm. be more relevant through to uh, the housing side and the residential component and looking for solutions there. Um, But they did uh, approve that. And it's, it's, that's the funny thing. Modular building has been around for ages, um, but it's not something everyone's necessarily familiar with. Um, so I think it's a huge opportunity. And as we see more and more of that, um, modular can also work better when, uh, where it's being fabricated, uh, the proximity to the location can also become a factor of where it's going to end up. And so mm-hmm. once you start to see more of that, you know, f- uh, factories and things where they're building modular closer to, um, you know, within the GTA, it's going to open up some opportunity there. And that's happening there. You're starting to see more and more of that uh, occurring out there. So, you know, did we have uh, a play in that? I know 
to a certain extent because of conversations and questions that have come back to us around that and in the process and and what we did with modular so i would i would like to think and, and hope but i'm not sure how far it goes yeah that makes sense um so are there any projects yours or from other people that have been are in planning or have happened or you you know of um that we're going to see in the future in toronto and elsewhere too but specifically in toronto um specific to modular no like this kind of uh community marketplace type of project like public space um is sim similar to what you've done with stacked or has that caused people to want to emulate what you did um you know i i hear there's a number of um projects similar to us that get proposed uh you know whether they they come to fruition or not is um i'm not sure how far they make it and you know i i know we weren't the first ones to go in and and even propose a shipping container project i mean there's there's great ones that exist in toronto before like scouting cord and um a few others and i i know mm -hmm. on the scale that we did it that we weren't the first to come in um i just think there was probably uh, a lot of challenges right away once that's proposed and what you hear and um and what comes with that um so i do hear of other projects um whether they'll come to life or not i i'm not sure and more around that shipping container component outside of that and just you know terrific ideas around public space and you know creating these community spaces and places for people to gather there's been quite a bit over the last bit that i've seen that i've been really happy uh and impressed about and i maybe these ones are highlighted even further because of the pandemic and the importance of these spaces um mm -hmm. whether they were accelerated or you know pushed through a little bit quicker or um you know, someone decided this was the time or not. If it's pandemic related, I'm not sure, but hopefully that is something that comes that's come positive out of pandemic is, you know, more of these proposals coming forward. So yeah, there's, I think a lot of talk around the waterfront and different areas that we're gonna see. Obviously transportation has been a huge piece. We're seeing some leaps there and we won't see uh, all, the, all the results anytime probably soon, but at least that, you know, planning and you're starting to see, um, you know, holes in the ground and things happening from that standpoint, which is gonna help uh, access to these spaces and uh, a number of things because, you know, in the downtown core and stuff, there's very limited, um, limited space sometimes. So, but people are getting creative. What about you? Do you have uh, any future plans of your own of do, or what's, what's the next thing? Is it, or if there's one at all? It's been an interesting uh, one for sure. I mean, there's been uh, since, you know, before opening and as we've opened, we get some, some interesting phone calls and opportunities that are out there and some local some, you know, well beyond some international opportunities that are out there. So it's definitely nice to be noticed there and thought of, which is, which is great. You know, at this point, I think I would probably would have been entertaining them more if it wasn't for the pandemic. And probably really specifically, the reason is, is like I said, you know, I wouldn't entertain another one until I felt very confident from an operational standpoint. And that, you know, I would say it would be a minimum a year. And after that year started to feel comfortable and the pandemic was just a different experience. And operationally, mm -hmm. it was just, you know, it turns a few things on its head and you need to take a different approach. It was like starting all over again. Yeah, You know, if anything, again, comes positive out of that, I feel like in two years, we've probably taken in 10 years of experience from it. So yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like we've seen a lot now and, uh, and learned a lot from it. So 
Yeah, back to your you know original question. I would say at this point, probably entertaining other opportunities more at this point. Uh, but nothing I can say you know is is too far down the road where I'd be able to say yeah, it's you know here or there or, or something specific that we're looking at. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think that's all for the questions I have uh, for today. So I want to thank you very much for your time and your generosity. It was great interview, and uh, hopefully we can have more of those conversations maybe two years down the road once. Uh, once you've had that uh, 10 years experience. <laughs> Definitely, and thanks so much for having me. Well, you're very welcome. Hey, Arno here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll come back for more. Please share with your friends and colleagues and remember to subscribe on our website at rvltr.studio. Until next time, ciao.